Welcome everyone to Be Better Betters. I'm the host, Spanky. Thanks for listening. We kick off Season 5 of Be Better Betters with a solo episode where I'm going to talk about outs and information. A lot of rumblings and a lot of chitter-chatter and I hear so many things about top-down and bottom-up and um, and these are kind of phrases that I uh, created, pulled them out of my ass to be honest, but they kind of caught on, caught fire, and everyone's using them. And, um, and I kind of want to describe how everything boils down to outs and information, and then to exactly break down exactly what me and my guys do with outs and information, and how we obtain outs and information, and how we make a living doing what we do. Um, some of it might have been brought up in other episodes of Be Better Betters, but, um, and some of it might be new stuff, so, um, if you've heard some of the stuff before, consider it a refresher. If there's something new, consider it great. And, um, and if this, you're a first-time listener, I'll kind of go over everything and what everything means, so I'll kind of water it down a little bit. Again, this podcast is um, mostly geared towards other pros, but if you're a recreational better, if you're somebody trying to get better, um, there's going to be some little things you could pick up along the way. Just understand that a lot of the stuff might not be completely one-to-one applicable to your situation. Okay. So, first off, let's, uh, let's talk about outs and information. The most important thing in this business to be able to maximize your profits, the money you make, is obtaining outs and obtaining information. One needs the other. You can't function with just one. Now, if you do have one, you could still make a living as long as you pair up with somebody that has the other. And that's usually what most people do. Most people don't have a mastery of both, outs and information. If you do have a mastery of both, then all the power to you. Um, And um, we'll get into that. So let's talk about it. Let's talk first on information. What is information? Information is a bit of information is what will lead you to believe that the current line is either wrong or mispriced. Something's missing. Something in that current line is wrong. Now, how do you obtain information? What are the ways to do so? There's a lot of different ways. So many different ways to do it. The bottom-up method. The method in which, as what they call, quote-unquote, originator. The guy that creates a model. The guy that comes up with his own numbers. He could be using different type of statistical methods. 
Bayesian statistics, regressions, whatever it's going to be, he's going to come up with his own model using different distributions, different methods to say, okay, here's my number. The bookmaker's number is different than my number. I believe I have an edge. That's one way of doing it. What's the other way of doing it? The other way of doing it is a top-down method. Now, what is top-down? Top-down, essentially, is not to create a model, but instead to assume that the numbers are right to some extent and to anticipate line movement. Now, a lot of people think top-down is, okay, everybody's, you know, sitting at four, and this one bookmaker's at five and a half, so I'm going to pick off the slow-moving bookmaker. That's such an elementary version of a top-down method. That's You're just picking a slow bookmaker off, a sleepy bookmaker. That's not, you know, that's the first grade level top-down. And sure, I'm not trying to hate on it. That's, a, you know, it's very viable, and it works. That method of top-down betting is definitely would definitely work. But what are the more advanced top-down methods? The more advanced top-down methods is essentially anticipating line movement before it actually moves. Now, it might actually, or it might have moved maybe in a hidden spot, one or two spots that you might see. Me, for instance, I used to have a lot of hidden spots back in the day. So I would know where the line was going to go. When you know where the line is going to go, you essentially know how to pick winners. That's the bottom line. If you know where the line's going to go, that's the tried and true method, no matter what. If I lay five on a game that closes seven, that could happen yesterday, today, tomorrow, next month, next year. In the long run, I'm going to win. 100% true. It might lose one time, it might lose for a little bit, but at the end of it all, if you stick to something like that, it's going to win. Now, how do you know that? How do you do so? A lot of different ways. And that's, you know, that therein lies the secret sauce, as they say, on how you anticipate line movement. Again, a secret out, maybe. Or, you know, you might know of a certain syndicate or a certain group that's going to be going out in a game and that they're going to probably bet the game. Or they might have bet it somewhere else, or you might see something. That's another way. Another thing to anticipate line movement is injuries. Very important injury information. There are people that have solely made a living being the master of injury information. If you can find out information before anybody else does, you will know which way the line's going to move. And if you know which way the line's going to move, you're going to be a winner. So many different methodologies on figuring out which way the line's going to go. And so many different ways, both bottom-up, top-down. doesn't matter how you do it. As long as you know how to extract that information, whether it be internally or externally. Let's talk about bottom up a little bit more. Because there's you know a lot of people when they first get into sports betting they think okay I'm going to build a model. They um, might you know different ways to do it and they might think okay 
I'm going to take this task. Now, to build a model, to get into the, to the crux of this, you got to understand something. you got to fall in love with this shit. Now, I'm not trying to deter anybody from doing it, okay? I've built models in the past, and they wanna, they've won until they didn't. Um, and, uh, and we don't do that. Now, is, is building a model or is finding ways to f- make a number that's better than the bookmakers, is that a viable solution? Absolutely. But understand that you're competing with lots of other bottom-up people. Everybody else is on the ground trying to climb that ladder. That's why it's called bottom-up. They're all starting on the ground trying to climb that ladder. Some people are falling off the ladder. Some people break a rung. Some people think they got it, and they really don't. Some people are climbing the wrong ladder, only to find there's not a pot of gold at the top of that ladder. It's a pile of shit. So they don't know what, you know, it, it, it's so difficult being a bottom-up better. And now keep in mind, the best bottom-up betters usually, usually, either have two two angles. The first is they're able to use the data that's available to everybody else and look at it in a different way. Now, that's very hard to do because the data that's available to everybody else, if you think I'm a bottom-up guy and I'm going to parse, I don't know, football reference and ESPN and Yahoo and all this other shit that's on there that all of everybody else uses... You think you're going to be the best at it. You really got to think of something completely different that nobody else is thinking of. I'd bet against you. Right off the bat. I don't give a shit how smart you are. I don't care. I'd bet against you. Why? Because everybody else has that data. And you got to believe that the market's efficient enough, particularly in the pro sports, that what you have, that what you think you're onto something, probably is already reflected in the line. Most likely. Could I be wrong? Yeah. But I'd bet against you. The more successful bottom-up bettors that I've seen actually have a unique data set. A data set that is not available to the general public. A data set that is either created internally by them or that is purchased from an outside source where the data is very expensive. I know in golf, there's a thing called shot link data. You can't be a regular guy and get shot link data. How did we used to get shot link data for a little bit when we were doing golf modeling? We had to pose as a student. Because if you're a university student and you pretend like you're doing some research and you're in a statistics class or something, they'll give you access to the data for a little while, a few months, a semester. So we'd have to work that angle. There's other data sets, and I'm not going to mention all the data sets, I'm just giving examples on how, you know, it's not generally available to the public. Now, if you could get something like that, I'd be more likely to bet on you than against you. Although I probably will still bet against you. Because, again, to be a bottom-up better and to be successful at it, in major markets, I'm not talking about props and shit like that. I'm talking about shit you get down heavily. It's very, very difficult. And you're competing against some of the best. And I'm going to talk about some of the best. um, Because we deal with some of the best in the world. And some of the best in the world is not one person. 
the groups, the best bottom-up groups that we deal with have 20, 50, 100 quants, brainiacs on their team. Now, unless you're sitting in some type of a circle jerk listening to this at a party, a Be Better Better's party, most likely you're solo in your room or in your mother's basement. You're listening to this shit. That's 99 more brains than what you got. So if you think that your one brain is to be able to model something better than these quants, I don't know. I don't know. Again, I'd bet against you. Could you match them? And could you actually, you know, have something that could be of value? Sure. But again, if you want to make a substantial living, and I'm not talking, again, this is not geared towards the guy trying to make six figures, seven figures. We're talking eight figures or more. Okay, this is when you scale up to this shit where you're past, okay, I can make a few million betting sports. I'm talking about making tens of millions annually doing this shit. How do you do that? To be a solo modeler, I haven't seen it in my life and in, in, in my experience as as the way to, as a way to be successful. Now, can it be done? Maybe you could be the one Einstein, but again, I'd bet against you. So, what does that leave us with? Top down. Now, top down. If you try to make a living as a top-down better. Again, you have a lifeline that's so short. Why? Because every time you beat that closing line, the bookmaker runs a closing line value report, and all of a sudden you're flagged and you just lost that out. Remember in the beginning of this podcast, the name of the podcast, this episode is Outs and Information. You could have the best information. You could be the best top-down better, the best modeler, whatever it is. But if you don't have the outs to bet that shit in, you're worthless. If you can't get down, you're worthless. When you're a top-down better, and you are getting the best of the number, eventually, you will get chased. Eventually, you will have to replenish your outs. Eventually you will need to find more betting partners, more bookmakers, or both. So, (laughs) that's very difficult to do. That's a job in and of itself. So, where's the answer? You know, I've been preaching all along, get the closing line value, and that's true. But again, this episode is geared towards the pros, the pros of the pro. This is the one episode that I'm making that is designed to make you think now for the future. How do I scale up? What do I have to do to be able to take my game to the next level? I got the bottom Now, if you have a bottom-up method, and if you have information, if you believe you could still win without obtaining closing line value, that's the holy grail. You have it. That's important. But you still need outs. You still need to scale up. And we'll get to the outs in a second. Most likely, that again, that's very difficult, very, very difficult to have. If you do have it, great. If you could beat the NFL, for instance, without obtaining closing line value, then you, you can your skills 
are sought out by by many. And it's so hard because, see, here's the thing. The NFL is such a small season, and there's not many games played. And usually the sample size is, is, is you know, is relatively small, let's just say compared to a college basketball, where, you know, there's, you know, enough, there's games on a college basketball slate played in, you know, two weeks than it is in the whole NFL season or whatever. So it's hard to be able to quantify your edge in the NFL. And if you think you're onto something, Usually it takes a few years, and by then the edge could have evaporated. So it's a difficult, difficult sport. That's why people have always said it's so hard to beat the NFL. It's hard to beat the NFL. To be a bottom-up guy requires constant maintenance. Billy Walters said it when I interviewed him at Bet Bash. He said every single handicapper that he has employed has become obsolete, eventually. Has eventually become obsolete. Every one of them. Why? Because the methods of yesterday probably will not work tomorrow. Probably won't work today. So they become obsolete. That's why to be a bottom-up better, you have to constantly refine, refine, retune, rethink, reevaluate, adapt. It is a task that's daunting. It is very difficult. And again, it's not for me. It's not for me. But if you're out there and if you love math and this is your calling, you could be and you you want to dive deep into this and this is all you love and this is all you want to do because it's going to take a long time and you want to be able to be at this for years and years. Okay, You can't just build a winning model in a week. In a month, even in a year, shit takes a long time. Back testing, making sure you got the right data, making sure that you know you're able. To, you know, beating the opening line, sure, that's great. But you know, you, you when you ever you want to test a model, you want to make sure you can beat the closing line because the closing line is where you could bet at scale. The opening line is when you get a dime or two. You can't make a living betting a dime or two. You could have a nice little side hustle, but you can't make a living doing that. So you want to always build around beating a closing line then hopefully getting better than a closing line. Even in the NFL, you know, if, if you get the best of the number, you're, le- you're, you're less likely to get kicked out on, on a pro football game than you are, let's say, on a college basketball game where the closing line value reports would just stick out like a sore thumb. So... Again, I'm going off on tangents on top, down, bottom up, but I'm trying to give the best advice I can because I know a lot of people that listen to this. They know they know some people are bottom up, some people are top down, some people want to do both, which is great. The one thing for the top down guys, and this is something that I think I've, I've changed in this business, is a lot of people would use the word originator as if it had a, a like a, a, a oh shit, I'm on a pedestal. Um, and I'm better than you. I don't need to uh, resort to your top-down tactics and to either chase steam or to pick off bookmakers or to, I don't know, um, you know, find ways to, uh, to just watch a screen all day and all that shit. And I guarantee you that most of the originators that actually have said that haven't made a fraction of what I've made 
betting sports. And I am not an originator. So don't ever let that shit deter you. Or don't ever, you know, I I, I made being what I do, being a top-down better cool to a lot of you kids listening out there. And and whether you think I'm cool or not, it's not about being cool. It's about, it's a viable, viable avenue to be able to be successful at betting sports. And dare I say, and I'll explain exactly what we do and how we got there, it's the best avenue. That's my opinion. And it's my podcast, so I'm going to give you my opinion, right? That's what I believe is the best avenue, both longevity-wise and uh, sustainability, longevity, and, and maximizing and minimizing risk, maximizing return. That's what it comes down to. So don't ever, you know, it used to be, oh, my God, uh, you know, and people would wear that. Look, I'm an originator. They're all like, oh, shit, okay, what do you want me to bow down to you? That's all bullshit. Most originators, what do they do? They originate losses. So when somebody says, I'm an originator, that's great. What does that mean? Do you win long term? Do you get closing line value? And if you do get clo- if you don't get closing line value, that's important for longevity purposes. Now I get closing line value, but sometimes I don't. And I'm gonna get into all that shit eventually when we get on with this episode. Other ways information. So you have a top down method, you have a bottom up method, you have injuries. You could know what syndicates, what they're playing. You figure different things out. You find different ways to obtain this information. And then you act accordingly. How do you do so? You could watch an odd screen. Just by watching a bookmaker move. That's all you need to know. The bookmaker pays for his information. He books a bet, moves his line. If you find out the pattern that the bookmaker is using to move that line... You could get the exact same information the bookmaker got, and you don't have to book a single bet. But you got to watch, and you got to learn. If you watch a bookmaker's limits move up and down, or just by watching how they increase their limits, you could obtain that information, exactly what the bookmaker paid for, and you don't have to book a single bet. This is how we've developed the information. There's so many ways. Back in the day, Olympic sports, notorious, would on, on the Don Best screen, they would have one set of lines, and then on their website, they'd have a different set of lines. I once wanted to go bet something that wasn't there on the website, and I said, oh, so this is what he's doing. And I knew what Spiro, who's a betting bookmaker, was on for over 10 years. He would do this, and I would have this information. That's how I got the information. I would compare, I would have a system that would alert me whenever the Don Best Olympic line would be different from the website Olympic line. And then I knew where the line was going to go. Now, this is like, oh shit, you know what I mean? Like, you just run into this shit. Sometimes you could look at an exchange. Several exchanges. I remember Matchbook. Just look at it. One side they would offer $300. On the other side, they would offer 30 dimes. Huh. I wonder what that fucking means. You know what I mean? How are they that lopsided? Just by looking at an exchange and what the amount differences are, you can anticipate line movement. These are higher level methods. Not just picking off a slow bookmaker. That is the most amateur shit. You know what I mean? And again, 
but that, that it just undermines you know playing steam and no you want to anticipate line movement you want to ride that current you want to even go before that current catch that wave before it even happens be in the position right then and there and then you have to strategically bet the bookmakers if you're going to get closing line value strategically bet the bookmakers that are not going to care that's out management let's get that let's get to the outs Let's talk about outs. If you have outs, and if you have a way to rejuvenate outs over and over again, you are very valuable to anybody in this business. You don't have to have shit about information. You don't got to go nothing. You know why? Because all the information guys are going to find you. You're the bell of the ball. You're the most beautiful girl in a room. When you have all these outs, at Bet Bash... These guys, I heard them, they have so many outs, everybody goes, talks to them. They'll talk, they'll say, oh yeah, they'll, they'll say, look, we got the best shit. I'm an originator, did come and say this and that. I'm, I'm a winner, you cut, stick with me, come and, and give me your outs. Forget about everybody else, and you just see it, it's funny. I would just watch, and you just watch everybody trying to try to get as many outs as possible. It's like, you know, they're just like whores. And that's just how it is. And you having lots of outs are important to the people that have, that know how to win. Because knowing how to win, getting all this information, this is essentially, there's so many ways. I just described so many ways to do it. It's easy to know how to win. But how do you get down? That's the hardest part. And when you have lots of outs, you are so valuable. Now, if you have outs, what are you going to do? How do you figure out who you want to distribute these outs to? Let's just say you don't have information, you don't know how to win, but you have a lot of outs. A lot of you are out there. Who do I give my outs to? The people you give your outs to are not the people that are going to make you the most money short term. No. Because then, these are the prop guys. The prop guys are the ones that will make you the most money short term, but then your outs will all be gone in two weeks so you make a killing and then in two weeks you are dead you are worthless it's like you're the bell of the ball took you out didn't even buy you dinner they just wham bam thank you ma'am done and that's it and now you're worthless you don't want to give your out to somebody like that in my opinion i wouldn't want to what are the other options the other options you give your out to somebody that says okay i'm gonna win but I'm going to disguise how I win. I'm going to make it look like luck instead of skill. The best people to give your outs to are the ones that know how to win that don't obtain closing line value. Now, how is that the case, Spanky? How, you know, you've been preaching all this shit all along. you got to get closing line value to win. No, I always said that closing line value implies you're going to win. But can you win without getting closed line value? Yes, you can, but it's rare. And if you could find someone to give those outs to that knows how to win and not get closing line value, that is the best betting partner to have. Because number one, you have account longevity. You're able to last long. That's the most important thing, to be able to last long. You want these outs to last as long as possible. Now, if you have outs where the bookmaker doesn't care, if you have if you beat the closing line, and those are f- few and far in between, 
Or if they don't care if you're, you're, they're booking props and they don't give a shit, which are even fewer and far in between, then go ahead. Give them, I, I'd give those outs to anybody you want if you think you're going to be able to last. But trust me when I tell you, no bookmaker likes just to see any prop work. No bookmaker likes to see them. They're, you know, props are hung up as a courtesy. And, 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 and no bookmaker wants to see it. No bookmaker wants to, to get taken advantage of um, and and on prop work if they, uh, without seeing anything else. If you give them some NFL work, maybe. If you give them just some regular meat and potatoes action. Now, some people say, oh, no, there's a school of thought. You're going to get kicked out anyway. So fuck it. Just go for the gusto. Go for the juggler right away. And I disagree with that. Why? The people that say that don't know how to finesse an account. The people that say that don't know how to win um, unless they get closing line value. The people that say that don't have the skill necessary to beat the meat and potatoes lines. They only could be props. That's why they say that. So that's their defense. It's a defense mechanism that they have to resort to because they cannot win without either betting props or blasting a number again, the best of the number. And most people can't win that way. Um, and again, the constant chase of getting outs is tiring. That's a job in and of itself. But every single person, whether you're a bottom-up top down, I don't care what you are, if you don't have outs, you're dead. You need the guys with outs. If, you, if you're the guy that has outs, but you don't know how to get information, it's easier to figure out how to win if you have outs than it is by knowing how to win to try to get outs. Getting outs is by far the hardest thing, the hardest job in this business. It is the, it, it, being a professional sports better is boils down to being a personable person that knows how to that knows how to get accounts. I, I, I hate to say it, but this is all it is. I'm out here shaking hands, kissing babies, doing all that shit. Why? Because I want outs. I can't function without outs. I can't work without outs. That's what it all boils down to. Outs and information, and outs even more important than information. Outs are everything, because you need bookmakers to book the bets in order for you to you, put that information to good use. Without a bookmaker, you can't bet. If you can't bet, what the hell's the difference if you know how to pick winners? Who gives a shit? If you know how to anticipate line movement, who gives a shit? Nobody's booking your bets, or you only get down for a few dollars. Nobody cares you got to be able to get down. That's the most important thing. Now, let's get to what we do. And again, this isn't a self-promotion type shit by any means. I'm not asking for anybody to give me outs after this shit. I don't give a shit what you got. You know what I mean? We have enough outs. We're, we're fine. So don't think that at the end of this all, I'm going to have, I'm going to say, hey, reach out to Chinese Mike and give him outs. No, none of that. We don't, we got enough outs. We're fine. Um, thank you anyway. But I'm just explaining how what we do, because... We've adapted. We, we figured out that in order to survive in this landscape, you have to be able to win without beating the closing line. So, what is my secret? How does Spanky make money? I don't just pick off lines and steam chase. That's bullshit. 
that does not happen. I didn't get this big, and and sure, I built my bankroll doing that, but no, that's way beyond. We're way, way beyond doing anything like that. If I see a number that's you know a sleepy bookmaker, and I and I know that I'm not going to get kicked out, sure, I'm going to take advantage of it. But if it's a if it's an important bookmaker. Um, that I need them for the long term, I'm not going to take advantage of it. So you have to know when to strike. You have to know to how to pick your spots. So what? What's? How do we? What is our secret sauce? How do we succeed at betting sports? Very simple. We have lots of outs, and we have the best information. Oh, what? What do you mean, Spank? That's all you're going to say? What do you mean? It's like you're just repeating the name of this podcast, the, ep- the title of the episode, Outs and Information. So you're going to say the way you win is you just have outs information? That's how we do it. Now, how did I, but let me dive in a little bit deeper. How did I get outs? How do I have a lot of outs? By having, a lot, by having the best information. How do I have the best information? By having lots of outs. One feeds the other. Let me explain how the circle works. I work with some of the top syndicates in the world. The best of the best. These guys have the teams of quants that they have are incredible. They know I have lots of outs. They need to get down. So they want to partner up with me. They want me to be their betting partner because I know how to get down for a good amount of money to satisfy their appetite and my appetite and we could share in the profits. So they come to me. That's how I get the best information because I have lots of outs. Now, why do I have why do I have the best information? Because I have lots of outs. Why do I have lots of outs? Because I have the best information. My betting partners know that I win. And they know that I'm going to win and the accounts are going to last. Because we know how to win without beating the closing line. So what happens then? All the outs come to us. They say, oh shit, this is the greatest thing. The bookmaker thinks I'm lucky. He's not bitching and moaning. It doesn't. We're not beating the closing line if at all, or by a very small amount, it just looks as if we're just, you know, picking winners out of our ass, and it just, it's normal stuff, no props, none of that shit. So one feeds the other, and that's how you become a snowball, that's how we be, we gotten so big. Now, I had to start that beautiful circular, that cycle somewhere. How did I start that cycle? I had to work hard on both both levels without any help. What did I do? Let's talk about outs first. Outs, I had to work my ass off to try to get outs. I had to go down to Costa Rica. This is when bookmakers were several bookmakers. I've been to Costa Rica, I don't know, 20 times. I've dealt with bookmakers, met face-to-face with them. I've had meetings. I've been on forums. I've went around and and, and met different people and and tried to find ways, again, this is even before the per header, but even during the per header, to try to get accounts, meet different people, word of mouth. If anybody wanted to meet, I was always available. It's a job in and of itself. 
Forget about actually having a place to bet. Forget about writing the software. Forget about writing the robots. Forget about any of that shit. Having meetings, dinner meetings, and to try to be able to get more and more outs, that shit is a job in and of itself. It is hard to build the network that we've built. But I've done it. And I've done it from the ground up. And it was hard work. It took years and years and years of doing it. How was I able to get the information? Several ways. Of course, I would watch it on screen all day. My Spank Odds has been around before it was even public to you guys. And I would watch and watch. And I would see different things. I would watch different bookmakers. Um, um, I would watch different bookmakers in Asia. And they would, I would see them move. And then people then, I would anticipate the move. And then I would go blast the game. And then I would get a phone call, like Billy Walters guy called me. I've had other syndicates call me. And then people would start saying, fuck that guy Spanky. He's ruining my shit. He's ruining my shit. He's ruining my shit. And then all of a sudden, they would call me up and I would realize that they, I've heard through the grapevine that they were fucking cursing at me and, and swear, swearing at me a week before. They'd call me up and say, Spanky, I'd like to do some business with you. I heard you get down. Let's get together. Maybe we could, we could work together. That's how the whole thing came. It's either you deal with me or you deal with me. If you don't want to deal with me, then you're going to deal with me. So instead of making me a pain in their ass, I became their ally. And then these, these big syndicates then come to me. But I had to become a pain in their ass for them to come to me. And that took hard work. It took a lot of deciphering, detective work, sources, inside sources, outside sources. My injury games, I would get the best injuries. I would call universities up, posing as a newspaper, uh, somebody that wrote for the college newspaper, posing as an alum. All these different things, going down to Costa Rica, having guys on my payroll, feeding me information. No matter what it was, I was going to be able to find a way to maximize my information and find a way to maximize my outs. And then once I was able to maximize both, one then started feeding the other. Boom, 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 boom. More outs I got, better information I got. Better information I got, more outs I got. And then they just started going up and up and up. That's kind of how I got there. Now, Spanky, this sounds great. What a great idea. This wasn't my fucking idea. This is the Billy Walters method. This is the exact... I only... Billy Walters, as everybody knows, the best sports better of all time. All I wanted to know from people that worked inside Billy's office is what did he do? How did he do it? And then Fats would tell me. He would compare. He would have four handicappers. Five handicappers, let's just say. Whatever it was. Call it five handicappers for college basketball. Just like I have several guys, oh, different sports. If there is a match, a consensus, I'm all on it because that's exi- there's the pro. You know, you know. You say okay, you got to hit fifty-five percent to win. Believe me when I tell you, when you have two or three guys that are on the same exact pick on the same exact team, that shit is well into the mid to high sixties. It's insane. Maybe mid-60s. I don't know about high, but maybe mid-60s. 
it's it's that much stronger when you have a consensus when they both independently arrive at the same result however when there was opposition that's when you know what i mean we're talking low 50s maybe not even enough to overcome the vig and that's the type of shit i just stay away from thanks but no thanks Exactly what Billy Walters did. You just It just makes sense. You handicap the handicappers. So you are able to get this information. You work with just a certain few groups, are able to get it, become their betting partner, but then you choose exactly how much of a position you want to be able to take um, for each guy. And that's the, there's a secret sauce. That's it. That's how Spanky became Spanky. That's why we're still doing it today. Um, I don't know if this is eye-opening. I don't know if everybody already knew this. Whatever. It is what it is. But I figured I would share it. And I think that kind of as a, as a motivational thing to let people know that no matter what you are, you could be valuable in this ecosystem. And you should seek out help from others like you could be the bottom up guy again so many of these originators they have a chip on a lot of of guys have a chip on their shoulder oh yeah my models i'm just gonna follow what my model says i don't give a shit what anybody else does it's my model Ah! you know what i mean you could take that approach and you could be proud and shit let your ego get in the way but just imagine if you had somebody else that you bounced that idea off of. Imagine you had another guy that modeled the same sport using different methodologies than you, using different data, whatever. You didn't know how he did it. You guys would just compare. You would go back and forth. You would compare. You'd, you'd go down a board, heat, and then you'd just go down, and you would just give each other your numbers, alternating. You know, you don't want to send your numbers first because then he might just send you numbers that are a little half a point off than yours. So the way you would do it, is you would go one on one. So you, you go, you know, back and forth. Okay, 141, I make it 20. 143, then what do you make? 143, I make it 7. 145, I make it 4. Like that. And you just go back and forth, and then you, you would just respond that way. And just imagine how much some of the best in the world would, would, um, would make, they'd make even more money if they were able to collaborate and to compare notes and these are for the solo guys now don't get me remember the guys that already have 15 100 quants they probably have five ten quants on a sport so they've all done that shit and they've come up with that number so that number is pretty damn strong we're probably gonna you know whenever i work with a group i always ask how big is your team i want to know how many people are working on this shit how much weight do i need to put on it is this one guy or is this several guys? Of course, you want to hear. The, again, and I don't, I don't, you know, because you can't ask too many questions. You don't want to dive in too deep because, again, this is their information and we're betting partners. But at the same time, I just ask generic stuff and I kind of try to extrapolate as much information as I can from a conversation to know how much confidence I can put into the information I'm getting. Now, Anybody listening? Oh man, Spanky! I can't. Who? I can't work with these syndicates. Who am I, dude? Who was I? I was a nobody. I didn't do shit. But it just happened that way. I worked and worked and worked, and they came to me. They wind up coming to me. Why did they come to me? Because I had a footprint. I made a footprint in the business. 
you have to start somewhere and claw your way up until you make a name for yourself. And then, again, I always knew that when people say, fuck that guy Spanky, I was doing something. I was doing something right. Because I was making their lives difficult, making my life easier. Then I knew, okay, I'm on to something. Because I'm having some of the best gamblers in the world curse me, a nobody. Somebody that come up out of Jersey, uh, you know, in a, in a small little apartment when I first started, in a condo when I was running my thing, and then, you know, slowly I had a small little office. A little office out of New Jersey was causing this much ruckus in the entire sports betting landscape, but I figured it out, and I built robots, first guy to ever build robots. I've done a lot of shit to be able to escalate myself to become you know, some type of a, 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 a force in the business, but it was just hard work. Again, I'm not the smartest guy in the room, never. Sure, I might work harder than anybody else, and I might, you know, I, I, I could shake a few more hands than most people. I can uh, socialize pretty well. And that's the thing, you just work on your strengths, and um, and, and you, you surround yourself with people that can enhance, um, 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 enhance your weaknesses to make them strengths. And, and that's what it comes down to. So, again, I hope I didn't ramble on. It looks like I did, but so be it. Outs and information. If you have these two things, you have outs and information, you have the industry by the balls. You have it all. You have everything. Outs and information. It's hard to work. Get both. But try to work on getting both. If you are one of the people that has outs, you are wanted by everybody in the business, myself included. Anybody, if you have lots of outs, everybody wants to talk to you. If you have information, if you know, if you have good injury information, just injury information, if you like to read about shit, anything, we would love to talk to you. Sure, I'd love to find out how, are you getting injury information fast? Do you have a connection? Fuck, even if it's for a certain one, certain school, whatever, you join the network. I have an injury network that I'm part of where guys specialize in certain conferences, guys specialize in certain schools, people have a hookup here, a hookup there. Does that shit happen overnight? No, of course not. To be a part of something like this is impossible to get in. You have to contribute and you have to give shit to get shit. How do you give shit? You gotta make contacts. You gotta make connections. This sports betting game is hard. It takes hard work. And you can't simply do it, despite what all these nerds say, sitting behind the computer. It's You gotta get out there. Make friends. Shake hands. Make contacts. That's how you become valuable and that's how you enhance your network. Networking is everything. Because without networking, without you can't get out some information without networking. You can't. They don't just come to you like that. You got to network. Some people that would try to reach out to me, how, how would they know how to reach out to me? This is pre-Twitter days, pre-anything. They would have to know how to call somebody to get my phone number. You don't just advertise your phone number and or people know, oh, who, who laid that minus seven? Can I get his name and number? No, what the fuck? You can't do something like that. But they know who to call because they have a network and I'm part of that network and I'm like, listen, you know, and you know, you just share information with each other. 
That's the name of the game. That's everything. I hope I helped out here and kind of motivated people and kind of opened a door, open a curtain, uh, pull back the curtain on what we do. Thanks, everybody, um, for taking the time and listening to this podcast. Entering our fifth year here. Um, it's been amazing. And um, again, I don't do these often, but when I catch uh, uh, the spark and when I got to say shit and I think I could share something that I might not have said before, then let me do it. Let me do it and let me kind of hopefully um, make everybody a better, better. That's what we're trying to do. Thanks so much for the time. Until next time.